Hello and welcome back to Techies, the podcast about simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. This is episode 65 for Sunday, January 22nd, 2017. I'm Shane and I am joined by Tony. Hello. God, you guys, oh. your intros. <laughs> my intro. Oh, so original. <laughs> How should my intro be? How's it going? Good, good. Um, yeah. How are you doing? I think you should just maybe say something interesting uh, that happened over the past few days or something. Yeah. I was about to, but I don't know how I should do that or if I should say hi to Shane and then he'll be like, what's new? And then that's when I would say it. <laughs> yeah. That was just awkward. Nice. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know something that you, uh, you, we had, we had tacos, right? That happened. Ooh, we had tacos. Yeah, that was interesting and fun. <laughs> yeah, less for me. But Ooh, I uh, had tacos as well. Oh, when did you have tacos? Days. No, no. When did Matt have tacos? <laughs> uh, hey, no. I am doing fantastic. Thank hey, you Matt. How's it going? Uh, uh, yeah. Good. Good. Matt. Uh, there's yeah. Matt. How are you, Matt? How's your weekend gone? Had some time What's with the family, watching some football. Yeah. Had oh. some tacos. It was great. Yeah. And, and you might... I got this. I got this nice Packer shirt on here after their. I, well, according to Matt, it was it was a win, right, for us. Is that what yeah. happened? To... We did win. Yeah, uh, Packers won. I think it was like forty-four to twenty-one. Uh, it was a good game. <laughs> uh, feel bad for the Falcons, but uh, you know they're going to the Super Bowl, so happy for the Pack. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible game. Just the worst. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Spoiler: If you uh, weren't watching, I mean, you should have uh, <laughs> at this point. But <laughs> so, what are you guys drinking tonight? Either one of you. Uh, so let's start with you, Tony. What are you drinking tonight? Nothing. I'm being boring as hell. I've got nothing in front of me. I'm. I haven't picked anything up yet. I was okay. going to, but I didn't. But sure, sure. Yeah, that's oh, a great story. Yeah, Matt, Matt what are you sure Could have had something there. Had some other things earlier today, but no. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Well, how about you, Matt? <laughs> yeah, Matt. Uh, I have a natural essence apricot sparkling water by Lacroix. It's Ooh. quite refreshing. Lacroix. Lame. Just kidding. <laughs> it's better than. Uh, I'm sure it's better than what I'm drinking, but <clears throat> it will make Matt jealous, I think, because it is a nuclearis. Brewing company spotted cow. Ooh. Actually, spotted Ooh. cow. Actually, that is pretty good quality beer. I got two of them here. Yeah. Some are people... you allowed to drink that after a losing Packer game? <laughs> or are you supposed to drink more? I'm pretty. Yeah, you know, you got to start now. Just keep get the luck going for it. I don't know. Ah, uh, <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta take your mind off of it somehow, right? That's right. All right. Well, without further ado. News. The Verge reports Windows 10 creators update expected to arrive in April. MS Power User, whoever that may be, reports that Microsoft plans to finalize the feature set of their, quote, creators update by the end of the month before debugging and preparing for general availability in April. Originally planned for March, many features are plan- many features are planned, but the largest will be the Windows holographic UI, 
for Windows 10 VR headsets. Now, I got to ask, um, that's something, did you, either of you know, is that different? That's not the same as the uh, Hollow, what was it, HoloLens? That can't be the same, right? Talking about something different there, maybe? Maybe. I I don't know if you can use that. Did you read if you can use that on, if you have a HoloLens? Which I, I don't think many people do. I didn't specifically call it the HoloLens in this article, so I oh. I can't say. I got to think this is something more generic, but at Is this just rate, for developers? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, uh, I don't think so. No, no. I mean, creators update yeah. to me suggests, in fact, that it's less for developers probably. Um, yeah. But although, I mean, developers are still creators, but you'd think it would be... Um, you know, for artists and things as well. Designers, right? HP, Dell, Lenovo, <laughs> I would say the name wrong here, Asus, let's say it correctly, uh, at least that's according to the YouTube pronunciation page, and Acer are all planning to release VR headsets, uh, with some being priced as low as $299. So this update will also include a, and this is for Tony exclusively, I think, uh, 3D MS Paint, Yes! Or just paint. There we go. We're keeping it strong. <laughs> MS Paint. Yes. It's quality. I think I think Tony's the one Tony's the one that pointed out that it's now just uh paint rather than I mean it's still a Microsoft product, so it, you could probably still call it MS Paint, but I think in Vista they dropped the MS and they just called it paint, and from then on uh, it's just paint. But yeah, it's um uh I'm not I'm not normally that enthusiastic about a program like that, but <laughs> for back right. in the day, I suppose. Very high quality. So yeah. in addition in addition to the MS the 3D MS paint update, there will also be changes to the action center, a people bar in the taskbar. And they don't people. really go go much into that either. Uh and also a blue light reduction feature. So that's I'm assuming similar to night shift on the iPhone. But yeah, it's very limited what they discuss about those particular features in this article. But yeah, I think uh, what do you, uh, Tony, you're still rocking Windows 10, aren't you? I'm still I'm on it right now. Yeah, um, nice. What do you, yeah, what do you think? You excited know, about this? A new update all the time. What's that? You excited? Um, it's interesting <laughs> about this, like the Windows Hollow UI for Windows. I'm curious if I can just pick up my my Dell or HP or whatever for uh, VR headset for $299 and then I can, you know, see Windows, you know, UI anywhere around. If I'm just, you know, just floating around, uh, I'd be curious to see how something like that works. If that's kind of, you know, based off this article, I'm wondering if that's kind of how it, is, it will be. Like, am I going to be able to see a Windows 10 desktop wherever I'm walking around or is it going to be, you know, <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't, I don't it know. is virtual reality or versus the augmented reality? Yeah, so I mean they do they do opaque. specifically call them out as VR headsets, so I suppose that would not they would probably call them AR otherwise, right? Uh, would, yeah, I'm guessing it might not be AR, which I yeah. thought their Hololens is more doing. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You are correct. That is a good call out. Very good point. So we'll we'll say this is not the Hololens that they're referring to in this article. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll be able to draw in like 3D space or something. I don't know if I you know, get one of these headsets. Who knows? Right, and that's or play gonna... Minecraft, right? Don't they? Uh, I think Microsoft owns Minecraft. I know that's one of the uh, the the test uh, examples they've been giving. I know they did it with the Hololens, and I, it might be for something here too. Who knows? Sure, sure. And Matt, you are uh, you do no longer 
uh, also, uh, in addition to myself, don't have a Windows machine at this current moment. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Completely off of Windows. Uh, and I haven't even really tried much of VR at all. So I'm um, kind of yeah. curious how that's going to work with their, their UI. If it is just kind of launch an application and use it versus having an entire GUI around it. Uh, so I'm kind of curious, would you, would you use the standard 2D uh, uh, GUI? Uh, then you'd launch 3D Paint, then put on your glasses and, and use it? Or would you be able to have your glasses and just kind of navigate through some kind of 3D user interface? So right. kind of curious how that works. Sure. Well, yeah, I'm also uh, not very familiar with VR. And I guess part of me thought like, oh, you'd be able to put glasses on and then kind of maybe walk around or something. But I'm thinking you need an input device. So yeah, good point about, you know, do you have to launch these programs first and then you still need something in order to draw in air or whatever. Um, that's something I, yeah, because I haven't you have much experience with VR. I, I, it's both something I, I guess I haven't thought of too much yet. Cool. Well, Matt, what is your article tonight? Yep, I've got one from Mac Rumors. Uh, Apple sued for choosing not to lock out iPhones behind the wheel to prevent texting and driving. Uh, so a California resident, Julio C, uh, last name, C, uh, is seeking a class action lawsuit against Apple, accusing the company of placing profit before consumer safety. Um, Apple actually has a patent for something like this, where they would use a motion analyzer, a scenery analyzer, and some kind of lockout mechanism. Uh, and then the uh, uh, Julio himself was rear-ended by a driver who was uh, reportedly texting uh, behind the wheel. Uh, he cited other cases where um, people have actually been killed because of this. So I've actually had some apps that I've used on my phone. Uh, I think Waze was one of them where it, uh, it could kind of just, it would lock you out from doing things while you're driving. Uh, but then uh, these ones had ones where you just say, oh, yeah, I'm a passenger, and then it would let you through. Uh, so not a complete lockout. Mm -hmm. um, I thought this was more interesting. Just because yeah, you'd have to flag, hey, I'm a passenger or a driver, and then it would lock you out depending on what your answer is. Well, what if I just uh, say I'm a passenger and I'm driving? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what. Yeah. Uh, it's, that's why it's kind of silly to, to have that. that. And, and it does. these are kind of the things where it seems not so simple as just Hey, you know, you're moving over 25 miles an hour. You can't use your phone uh, because if you are a passenger, you want to text somebody that just seems so silly that nobody can use their phone in a moving vehicle. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on this. Well, that in navigations was the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know. Yeah. If you have to interact with the maps uh, app. So if I've been on long trips where you're driving for three hour stretches and it's just kind of, for the most part, I'm just on the same highway. And then once you realize, okay, I need to stop, get some gas, but let's pull up the map app and take a look. So it's not something where just set my destination and then drive for three hours. And then, you know, I plugged in some kind of gas station or something three hours away. Right. This seems a little bit trickier to implement than just locking phones out, which seems. Yeah, that's a good point. My, I mean, my vehicle, the Bluetooth on that, that's how, how it works as well, where you, I mean, it literally locks you out though. You can't, like, I know I can't do certain things like set up a new Bluetooth device or even connect to an existing Bluetooth device. Even with just with the steering controls, it doesn't even let you do that while the vehicle's in motion. So I'm guessing, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing, sorry, I just was distracted here by a question in the chat room. Did I miss the what are you drinking part? That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe I'll. 
Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I'll just run it down quick. Uh, Spotted Cow on my end. Uh, Matt's got a, what? LaCroix and uh, Tony is drinking. Pepper Cow LaCroix. Tony's drinking. It's drinkless. Uh, Tony's drinkless. Okay. You're very exciting drinkless. tonight. Anyway. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, uh, where were we? <laughs> Speaking of being distracted while you're uh, Yeah, exactly. You're doing something it's very, <laughs> very possible. Uh, so. Are you texting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I so I've used Waze. Uh, was that re- what you were talking about, Matt? Um, uh, that's what I've Waze also was the one that just said, hey, yeah. passenger, and then you're fine. Right, exactly. Yep. Which the whole thing that that concept on that app, the whole point of that app is you you you've got a heads up display, and then you click, okay, there was an accident here, or there was I saw you know police officer. You're you're kind of supposed to interact with the app as you're driving to, you know, put things on the road. Uh, there's high traffic volume or something like that. So it seems silly to say, oh, you're driving, you shouldn't interact with your phone, when the whole point of that app is socially to mark things as you pass them on the road. Does, um, so I does just Waze have a button where, it, you know, I cause an accident while, you know, interacting with Waze? Do they have a button for that? <laughs> so you can, you can alert to other people? Yeah. An accident yeah. caused by Waze? I'm going to go no, ahead and say no. Waze. They're probably not going to like that. Not, not but so you're much. helping out your fellow commuters, I guess. You know, I don't know. Don't, don't take the road. I haven't tried Waze yet, so I don't know. Yeah, well, so, ah, let's see. <laughs> Tony, man. <laughs> Tony, man up. Grab a beer. That's uh, what Matt in the chat room is saying also. That's uh, nice. Thanks. <laughs> not, not our Matt here, but. All right, well. Tony, I think uh, think you can probably take over at this point. Sure, sure. Uh, my article is from The Verge, and it's Dell's Canvas is like a Surface Studio without a PC. And uh, this was at CES, which I believe was a couple weeks ago, uh, and that's Consumer Electronics Show. Uh, I believe that was in California, or no, Vegas. That was in Vegas. Um, and Dell pretty much introduced this. Uh, it looks like a monitor, but really it's it's an input device. It's what you use to, I, I believe it's just touch controls. You can use a stylus with, um, and it's mostly for like the creative type, you know, and also, and also I think photos in there too, so you can kind of manipulate photos and edit them. But um, I think drawing is one of the big parts. And I think what Dell's doing with this is they're kind of going for what uh, Microsoft came out for a while back called the Surface Studio. Um, <clears throat> but instead of having a full-fledged computer, this is again, just, you know, a, an input device. So you have your, your normal monitor and your PC, and then you just connect it to, you probably move your keyboard out of the way. And um, you just, um, uh, I, from what I saw, it's mostly for drawing and, and the creative uh, the creative people. And um, to Shane's article before, um, it's supposed to work with the, the Microsoft Windows Creative Update 2 when that releases. And I was looking for, um, a date on that release date, but then I just noticed your note said April. So, and what you said earlier, um, but it looks like a, a huge monitor, 27 inches. And one of the bad parts about it is it has some big bezels on it versus, um, now if you kind of want to compare this to the surface studio, again, that's a computer though, um, that, that those bezels are a little smaller. So, um, and it's a, another inch, I believe the Microsoft one is 28 inches. Um, but yeah, again, this sits right in front of your computer, uh, monitor. But there, there's a magnetic strip for your stylus. Um, the resolution of this display is uh, 2560 by 1440. Um, and Dell, I mean, that's the lower resolution compared to others. Uh, and they went with the lower resolution because it's it's not your main monitor and it wants and they want you to be able to work it with more computers, more PCs. 
Um, and they also have a puck-like device, like Microsoft has their dial. Um, this is called the totem. So you can kind of just, uh, you can kind of twist it and get different uh, oh. contextual uh, menus. Can you use that while you're playing a shaman? Is that how that works? <laughs> you sure can. Oh, yep. good. He's <laughs> four at that point. Is it just, it's just a random four number generator? <laughs> All right, that's one, um, something Hearthstone players will get. <laughs> joke, yeah. yeah. Um, the only other thing about the the totem is uh, versus the the dial is the totem only works on the device on the uh, the screen versus I know Microsoft Dial will work on your desk um, as well as its display too. Um, and this article didn't show it, but I did look at another one from PC Mag, and they're saying it will be I think starting at seventeen ninety nine. So it's kind of pricey. So yeah, I was gonna um, say it's. it's uh, and they, I don't think they have a release date yet, but, uh, yeah, it sounds alongside, they did say alongside the windows 10 creators updates. So maybe April. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It looks kind of interesting. Um, big bezels though, but again, um, it's just something, something different. If you kind of want to go that route, but it is, I think kind of pricey. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's pretty similar to, um, to the uh what you call it like wacom or wacom however you pronounce that uh tablets and i mean some of them are i know they have ones that are built in lcd displays so that's or that's like the cintiq i think they refer to it as so that maybe that's probably pretty similar to this right something like that or it's a tablet and screen right it i mean it is both of those things obviously Where'd you guys go? One of the things I didn't know, um, <laughs> I thought I was just on mute for a second there, apparently, um, is uh, I wonder if they could just make this into uh, like a keyboard almost, you know, just yeah. like not just be for drawing too, but like if you could switch back and forth and it would just be a glass keyboard. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe, but yeah, nothing like that. So I don't know. Tony, get that link. Uh, Matt in the chat is is asking if I'm the only one that can see the chat. I think he wants to see. <laughs> he wants you to see some of his comments. Oh man! I, All right, I'm left a link in the show notes there. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, we have a new segment this week. New segment for the first time ever. Oh my god! And you guys haven't heard this bumper yet, so get ready for it. Here it comes. You know what really grinds my gears? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well. Oh, the buildup. Yeah. <laughs> this little segment here is going to be a brief one, but I'm just going to try to, or we're going to try to talk a little bit about tech that we feel needs improvement uh, in its current state. And this week, <laughs> this is going to sound kind of dumb, honestly, but it is, uh, <laughs> he referred to that as the cackle just now. I, I always thought it was the squeak, but we'll, that, that works too, I guess. Sometimes What's the you're cackle? Caught. You're, you're, huh? <laughs> oh, did I do that? <laughs> you didn't oh, I notice. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this one, uh, this week is going to be gas station pumps. Uh, <laughs> this is actually the the reason that I initially thought about this because I don't know for whatever reason it's such a minor thing, but you know you have to go to the gas station so uh, so pretty for me pretty frequently. You know I have a half hour commute, so 
I think it maybe bothers me a little more than other people, but the biggest thing at all that bothers me about current gas station pumps is for the reason, I don't know. You guys tell me whether or not you experience this also, but when you're at the pump and you're just waiting, sitting there waiting for the thing to actually start pumping. Do you guys do you experience this like me? Cause it seems like a full five to 10 seconds sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> wait, so wait, you're, you push the button for, I'm guessing unlimited, unleaded or whatever you put your credit card in and then you push the button for the gas you want. And then you, Take the little nozzle and then yeah, it waits or all, when does it wait? Well, really all that. But, but yeah, at the end oh, specifically, uh, at the very end there when you're actually trying to pump it, it's in, and I I think some of that is because I got to flip a switch inside or something like that. Or I don't know all the, you know, uh, ins and outs of it really. And maybe someone can write in and tell us. But uh, <laughs> what, what do you what do you think? Uh Matt, let's start with Matt this time. Is this, yeah, let's is, hear this about Matt. is this is this a problem you noticed at all by chance? This is one of those first world. Wow, problems. this this segment. I feel like we could take this in a really dirty direction when we talk about <laughs> taking a while to start pumping. And you know, sometimes it takes a while to get started before you start pumping, and then you, it takes you, you know, three minutes, and then you're done yeah. with the pumping. <laughs> Right, right. And, no, and yeah, this is a... it does seem to take a while. The, the thing that drives me insane, uh, you know, I guess we're, I don't want to change gears now, but this is what, <laughs> what drives me insane. You get, when you push the, the lever down and then you get that little thing that, you know, kind of stops it and keeps it, keeps it pumping, yeah. uh, the automatic pumper thing. Yeah. Uh, some gas stations don't have that and it just drives me insane because your hand smells completely like gas when you're done because uh, you have yeah. to hold the thing for however long it takes to pump until you're finished. Oh, wow. Uh, so that, that's probably the biggest thing with gas stations that really grinds my ears. Yeah, no, well, I, I can't say I've actually experienced ones without the the little lever on there, but uh, that's interesting. Um, the manual pumping is what drives me insane. Yeah, Ooh. I can see that. And th- and I, by no means, th- this is absolutely a first world problem here. I am not uh, going to dispute that by any means, but uh, just minor minor things here that that I've never it's it never seems to have changed throughout the time I've had a vehicle and yeah I don't know that that little time it seems like it just takes forever for whatever reason to actually like I'll sit there and 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 <laughs> you know pull the lever several times before it actually starts going uh <laughs> but uh another another thing about it though is and I don't know have have either of you noticed I I personally haven't I don't believe i've seen any gas station pumps yet that have any nfc integration in them you know like apple pay google wallet anything like that that seems like it would be something they'd be at least working on at this point right i would think that's some stations out there may even have it already um i personally haven't seen them yet but i feel like that it's they got them at mcdonald's they got them at you know walgreens all these other stores and everything i would think that would be something that (laughs) That I would, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, dirtiest podcast I've ever listened to. Okay, uh, you know, I, I hope that's something they're working on because it seems like it would speed up that process just a little bit more. Also, and then, uh, yeah, I, another thing that I, I think I've gotten better about a little bit, but is uh, and Matt mentioned kind of mentioned this, and I think that's what you're talking about with not having that automated uh, lever is you get you get some spillage from that? Is that, is that what's going on with that? <laughs> you get spillage no matter what. Um, oh, wow. 
Yeah, well, and this is a different kind of spillage I'm referring to. It's just, you know, once it stops and you pull <laughs> and you pull out. Oh my god. Is this is this uh or is this some uh like April it's Fool's or something? Did yeah. I not get the memo? Right. So after <laughs> after you pull it out, it's it does seem inevitable. I I, I have a little bit of, I have a little bit of a technique personally. Oh my god. <laughs> So I'm not even trying to do this right now. Cool. I'm not but, gonna lie. I go into the bathroom and I wash my hands at the gas station. Okay, that's fair. But I, I will say, if I if I lift up a little bit uh, as I'm pulling out, um, that does seem to help with that wait, with that little bit of spillage. <laughs> wait, what do you do? You lift what up? The the handle altogether. I like just kind of uh. lift it upwards and maybe <clears throat> back, and it seems mm-hmm. to help with that. But um, I know for the longest time. Actually, clicks it and it starts spraying all over everybody, and they start dancing around. Yeah. They have a gas party, <laughs> but that does seem like something else. Uh, along with the whole gas station pump setup, that could use <laughs> could use improvement. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe that's just me. Um, I mean, it sounds like you guys are in somewhat agreement for for some of these things, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think more so with, um, you know, getting gas in my hands. I don't like that smell. And then it's, you know, I've got to wash it off like crazy. But um, I don't know if I notice like the waiting until I'm guessing the gas starts as much as you do. Mm. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, probably not then. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. I actually have something here that this is a first time thing on the show. Uh, I will say that this is not something we're receiving any direct money from or anything, but it is an ad because uh, of another show, another network I'm on, uh, Blazing Caribou. They've provided me with some ads here, so we're going to play some of those today. Yay! Exciting. And here's one of them. Trivia Geeks, the Unpredictable Game Show podcast is back with a brand new season. They've got a new host, new games, and a new day in time. But that's not all. Now you can download their companion app, Triv Now, and play along in real time. Watch Carrie on YouTube as she tries to convince her partner that his dark night hasn't risen in years. Listen on Diamond Club and Alpha Geek Radio, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow the show on Facebook and Twitter and get all the latest updates and showtimes. All right, cool beans. All right, then let's dive into some XP Boost. Okay, XP Boost. Today we are talking about the 2016 MacBooks, and I think we're going to start with Matt real quick, and I'm going to let you go ahead because I'm going to be right back, so you take it away, Matt. Oh, another spotted cow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'll start off with the uh, the 12-inch MacBook. Uh, this is the, uh, I guess, the, the, uh, the one that comes in the rose gold, space gray, gold, silver. Uh, pretty much every build has 8 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, there's the 1299 one, which is a 1.1 gigahertz dual-core Intel Core M3 processor uh, that has the 256-gigabyte hard drive. Um, I promise I'm not going to be just rambling specs off. I'm going to try and get through these specs so I can kind of just talk about uh, pros and cons of them. Uh, then they've also got one that's 1599. A uh, slightly faster Core M5 processor, uh, double the hard drive space at 512 gigabytes. Um, so pretty limited options here for the 12-inch model. Um, the big draw to it, uh, it's two pounds. 
which is uh, kind of what drew me into picking this model. Um, I had an iPad Air 2 that I was traveling with quite a bit, uh, which is one pound. Um, I didn't want to increase, uh, I guess, my, my carry-on weight uh, too much. Um, so I, I figured this one was a, a nice compromise. Um, by contrast, uh, the 13-inch MacBook Pro, uh, the newer one is three pounds. So uh, this one's kind of right in the middle between an iPad Air 2 uh, and a MacBook Pro 13-inch. Uh, um, so it doesn't have any kind of uh, dedicated discrete graphics card. So it just uses the Intel HD graphics that come with whatever processor you've got. Um, I believe that's the 515. Uh, I have no clue if that's some of the better stuff, the worst stuff. Uh, all I know is that uh, for 3D graphic-wise, uh, I'll play Hearthstone, which is just kind of a 3D card game, not too graphical intense, uh, but it runs okay on it. Uh, I can't imagine anything much worse or you know, much more graphically intense uh, it, it could handle. So it's, it's still pretty, um, I guess, underpowered in terms of some of the, the more uh, the pro models and, and a lot of the other laptops that have uh, more integrated graphics cards. So it's not not too powerful of a machine, uh, but the things I use it for, uh, mostly just scanning documents, paying bills, uh, you know, checking email, uh, kind of like uh, uh, what my parents might do. Uh, it works pretty, uh, almost perfectly, perfectly for that, uh, plus mm -hmm. Hearthstone every now and again. Um, so it works out uh, really well that way. Uh, another big thing that uh, people didn't like about it was the one USB port. Uh, and I, I didn't, I wasn't sure at first I was going to like that or not. Um, there's always adapters you can get to kind of split that. Um, the three actual USB devices I use on it are the power cord, uh, a scanner, um, and then just a, an external hard drive for backing things up. Um, I tried creating the uh, USB-C to A dongle that Apple has and connect it to my old USB uh, hub. Uh, it didn't seem to work out well. Um, the hard drives weren't getting recognized. Uh, so I still don't have any way to connect more than one device to it right now. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a problem. The battery seems to last quite a while on it. I think it's quoted at 10 hours. I don't know if I've ever gotten, gotten it down very far. Um, I, I just kind of plug it in when I need to. Uh, <clears throat> it is my personal machine. I don't use it for work. So uh, you know, a couple hours a day is probably max what I'd use on it. So if I just charge at night, uh, it seems to be fine. <clears throat> it also has the butterfly keyboard uh, Gen 1, which is very thin uh, key presses. They don't go down too far at all. Um, so compared to the old MacBook Pro laptop that I've got, quite a few, uh, quite a bit of uh, distance travel on that keyboard. Um, I actually really like it. The keys are a little bit bigger. Um, it just has a, a nice kind of clicky feel to it when you when you tap them. Um, all in all, I actually do really like the keyboard. Uh, if you're more into a mechanical keyboard, it might not be uh, the best, but I'd say go try it in the Apple Store. Uh, even if you don't like it, it kind of grows on you. Uh, so I'm actually pretty happy with the keyboard. Um, and then another thing that might be a problem is the uh, uh, the resolution. Uh, it's, it is a 12-inch uh, screen, so it feels like 1152 by 720. Um, it, it's still Retina, so it's actually kind of double that. Uh, but that's kind of what your your desktop would feel like. So you can't put a ton on there at once. Uh, without an external monitor, um, it might feel a little bit cramped. Uh, you can always scale it to try and get more more space. Uh, but yeah, if you are someone who likes a ton of desktop space uh, and you know a ton of real screen real estate, uh, just the screen might not. Uh, I guess what you'd want. Um, and then also so, uh, something I kind of noticed flipping between my. Uh, old, uh, I think it's a 2012 MacBook Pro for work. And this one is the screen feels quote unquote warmer. 
And I think it's kind of that same thing Shane mentioned earlier, where it's reducing the blue shift or, or the blue colors for it. So it's, it's not quite as drastic as if you have your iPhone and you turn on the, the night shift mode, it's kind of halfway between there, maybe slightly night shift. Um, I'm not sure if I can even turn it off. Uh, I kind of like it, but it does have kind of a warmer feel to it. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy, uh, just slightly noticeable if I'm, if I'm flipping back and forth. If I just use the one machine, the 12 inch for a while, I, I probably wouldn't even notice it. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the big things that I've, I've got about the, the 12 inch MacBook. Uh, just really like it so far. Um, I don't know how future-proof it's going to be. Uh, it still feels pretty powerful, but I could see in a year or two, maybe uh, I could get that blue spinny ball quite a bit. So that's that's probably my biggest concern with it. Um, but weight-wise, uh, I love it. The keyboard's nice. Uh, for personal use, the screen uh, plenty big enough to, to get you know email bills and all that fun stuff. Uh, so really happy with it so far. When you say the blue you, spinny, oh sorry, Tony. I'm sure your question is much more important. Hold on, go ahead. No, it, <laughs> no, I don't mean that sarcastically no, at all. Sarcastic <laughs> Why am I hearing an echo now? Um, I'm hearing an echo. Tony, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I just the question was: Do you see yourself getting a USB C port or hub to USB A, or do you think you're just gonna? I mean, you, you do have a couple. You know, it doesn't seem like you have a lot of uh, USB devices. So are you just going to kind of, are you just kind of going back and forth? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I moved the charger to my bed. So I'm just going to charge it at night like I do with my phone. And then during the day, if I need to use the scanner, um, I'll just plug it in. Or if I'm going to you know, back it up, I think I've got backing it up once or twice a week. I, I do like it just not being attached. Uh my work laptop, I usually keep it plugged in, and I had the uh, time machine plugged in for the most part. It just feels more desktopy, not mobile, which is what I actually really like about the laptop. So I think not having it plugged in and just plugging things in when I need them, um, I think is probably how I'll go. So I don't think I'm actually looking for a hub at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, I like yeah, I like that idea, like not having not being tethered to any kind of cord. I like that with even my laptop. I always have it plugged in, but. It's nice when it's not, but I, I know mine doesn't hold the charge as much anymore like yours. Looks like, sure. yeah, I don't know what it was about having to go in and just eject a hard drive. It just felt so much more work to just pick it up oh, and go God. down. Time machine? <laughs> uh, yeah. It looks like uh, Matt in the chat is asking if it's SSD. Oh, yep. Uh, both of them are SSD. Uh, I've noticed it. it's been pretty fast, to, so comparable to any other SSD I've, I've worked with. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think there's any kind of moving parts on it at all. So um, pretty fast in that regard. Nice. Um, and then I was gonna just going to ask, you must use the uh, like the blue layout or whatever color layout, uh, which I never I don't ever think I changed. The other reason I said this, you said the blue spinning ball. And I think that's <laughs> is that unique to a certain color layout on the Mac? Do you know that? Oh, no, just rainbow ball. OK, is it not Maybe blue? It was, uh, is it not beach blue? ball? You don't you don't get blue balls? What? All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I am tonight. I am going to be talking about the 15-inch MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. Uh, these are both. I don't know if we mentioned these are both the 2016 models. Uh, that's correct, right, Matt? Yours is 2016. Yep, it's uh, early 2016, so it's uh, oh. a little bit older than the I got gotcha. MacBook Pros. I think it came out like four or five months earlier. And I just upgraded at work to a mid-2015, So, and I was hoping to get the, if I waited long enough, that I'd get one of these touch bar ones. But 
that just happened yes or friday so at any rate my this is my new personal one and it is overall i find it very thin um as you might expect apple always tries to go thinner with their products and the weight of it not too bad um i will say with, with the thinness you know that, that's there's going to be some sacrifices there and uh, as you might guess with apple products the uh the screen is a pretty decent size uh with the 15 inch you know they used to have the 17 inch one and i don't know i know tony i remember tony first talking about that and do you, do you know why that just yeah that just wasn't a big seller or something i'm, I'm guessing yeah i, I... I guess it must not have been like, I think a lot of the the pro users, I think just stuck with the 15. They, I mean, they did discontinue it for a reason. I don't know exactly why that reason was, but I'm thinking that to do with that. This is the, uh, um, yeah. So, so the 15 that I was going to say, this is actually what I'm podcasting on right now as well. And, and along with that, the screen size, I, uh, I, unfortunately I, you know, I'd bought that Mountie um, monitor clip way back when I was using that on my previous MacBook. And unfortunately, that I am no longer able to use that on this particular one unless they come out with uh, an updated... Because they have these uh, rubber pads that work with them. So maybe if they come up with something like that. But the the bezel, um, or whatever you might call it, the margin area around this particular monitor is, is also a lot thinner now. So I think it would be difficult. And, and I think I was comparing this recently... Um, I don't remember if it was to your MacBook, Matt, or, or somebody at work, but this uh, this laptop is actually um, smaller overall, I think, than you know the previous 15-inch MacBook Pros, and and I mean you know the overall width and, and height of it um, because of that. Uh, some of the other sacrifices here, though, is that the light up Apple no longer on this on the back uh, or front, whatever top, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that Apple no longer lights up. Some people actually like that more because it's kind of, um, you know, it's kind of got this sort of uh, chromey sort of Apple look. Kind of reminds me of the back of the phones a little bit. But in addition, you no longer also get that startup chime. And I kind of wondered about that. I, I don't mind that either, um, honestly, <laughs> mostly because that, like, for instance, on my work laptop, that thing would seem to go off it would seem to turn on and off at random depending on whether or not you had the mic muted or the, the volume muted. Um, sometimes it would, sometimes it wouldn't. That actually kind of bugged me, but I thought I, you could turn that back on. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that personally. Uh, well, that's good to know though. If anyone's out there, uh, <laughs> look, I thought they had it off on the default, uh, for people like in office meetings. I don't know anything about this, but, um, they had it off by default and then you could turn it back on if you, okay. well, if you really want. I don't know for sure though. So. I I will say that this thing starts up so fast now that <laughs> it almost doesn't seem like it have time to even <laughs> to barely do that chime sound. Um, mm -hmm. It is literally like two seconds on, which is awesome. Um, and I mean, part of that reason is and and I don't I I so I know it's an i seven. Um, I I believe I know for the longest time they were talking about this being a, a Skylake specifically. Um, Tony, you you know all about this stuff. Is that can you confirm that that's actually the Whoa. specific? What type? was the? Um, I know they because they didn't come out with what last year was it? Um, the what was it Haswell before? What was the twenty fifteen ones? I, I, I guess that's I don't. Good point. Know and you know they did it. they did just come out with an I think they just came out with another new one or announced another the new one. Like the, what, uh, whatever Matt was saying before. 
No, Matt, what hey, were you saying? Be like his is that the current one? Which I don't think this one is. I don't. Uh... No, I think it's Skylake. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly. Think, yeah. Yep, looks like it. I think yeah. there's not a huge difference between. I think they're kind of. They're doing a three three cycles before they do a complete revamp, and I think that's the second of the three. So I think KB is the final, and then they'll do a complete die shrink or whatever they do for the next. How do you spell the next series? <laughs> How do you spell KB? <clears throat> KB is a K. K A B Y. Oh, not like the toy or whatever that was, KB toys or whatever. That's <laughs> <laughs> been a while. Um, that has been a while. All right, so as Matt already talked about, there is a lack of USB-A, USB Type-A. It's a minor, well, it's an inconvenience, let's face it. (laughs) There's certain times where I really wish I had uh, just one I could plug into. Um, But I do feel like as uh, more and more of these USB-C hubs come along, that should help a lot. As more and more devices come out, uh, and then the overall USB-C usage increases. I think that should help a lot as well. Now, I will say uh, I have tried a, a few different hubs and docking stations, and they're out there. Um, some, of them, some of them work better than others. Uh, originally, I tried a docking station by this company, CalDigit, and that seemed to work pretty well, except the ex- I couldn't get any external video to work at all with it, which was a bummer. And thankfully, the return policy, <laughs> I had like a couple months to return that thing. Wound up getting this pluggable, uh, it's another company, this pluggable triple display docking station. And that has been working excellent so far, even though, uh, you know, you, you read some of this feedback. Originally, they had one where it fried someone's MacBooks. And thankfully, they were able to fix that right away. And I confirmed that with, you know, a couple of times, made sure that this one wasn't going to fry mine. And um, and then they also said with Sierra, Mac OS Sierra, there were a bunch of, uh, like, display well a bunch of different issues and i haven't really experienced uh, many problems at all with this particular one and then in addition i have this guy um should give you a little better oh down here sorry <laughs> wrong camera uh this one's just a little uh mini hub right which so it's got a sd card a couple usbs an ethernet and hdmi and then a, a USB-C for power delivery which I just have plugged directly into my uh, regular power adapter here. So I actually find this, this to me is my ideal situation in both cases because with both my USB-C docking station, which I can't really show you here, unfortunately, but and, and this here, um, I only have to plug one thing in to be able to access all those individual ports. And the docking station actually has some extra things like an audio and a microphone port. Um, it doesn't have, it doesn't specifically have the, uh, SD card slot, but, um, there are a few other things, um, back there, as I mentioned, the triple display. So different types of, uh, display on there as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, it's been great so far. I like, I like it quite a bit, but anyway, moving on, uh, Matt already mentioned the butterfly keyboard. I am, I am liking that a lot myself. Um, it does take a little bit of getting used to, but in in the long run, feels I think it's a very has a very satisfying click to it that you wouldn't really expect from a keyboard like this. I think it, given um, it's as thin as it is, and and you don't really have to hit the keys very hard to type on it. But um, yeah, I'm I'm liking it a lot, 
And uh, let's see. So so one of the big things with it, though, that, that I didn't really expect is that the... And, and I think Matt, you maybe mentioned this has been the case since the very first butterfly keyboard, um, that the arrow key placement is a little bit different in the lower right on the keyboard. Um, so the I think the big difference with that is that the left and right arrows take up the entire height of that particular space, whereas, um, you know, on a traditional keyboard, uh, the, the top arrow or the up arrow is its own. It's kind of hard to explain without seeing it, but... <laughs> But uh, just know that that layout is slightly different, so it might that might take a little bit of getting used to as well. Um, I don't know if what you... Th- maybe you can chime in a little bit on this, Matt, but um, the speakers I find on this particular uh, MacBook are incredibly loud and just really great sound uh, for a laptop for sure. I, I can't say I've ever had a laptop that's had better speakers on it. Um, like, ol- you could almost... I mean... In certain cases, you could probably use it as your party speakers if you really wanted to. Wouldn't necessarily advise it, but um, <laughs> if you have a small enough party, it, it may actually do the job, honestly. Uh, what, what are the speakers like on your MacBook, Matt? Um, you know, I'm not a huge audiophile, but uh, I think they're okay. I wouldn't say they're amazing, or I don't think they actually get that loud. Sure. But for playing Hearthstone, they've been fine. Uh, I can turn it up. That's pretty much the extent of it. I think for anything, if you want actual good quality, you're going to have to get some headphones. Can you so. turn it up to 11? <laughs> mm-hmm. what is, what? is that a no? Slime always has... What are you looking at? <laughs> two, it looks like it's got about 16 different uh, sixteen different uh, volumes. Oh, I know what that means. <laughs> 16 different but like levels of volume? so you can turn it up to 11 you can turn it to 11 okay i see what you did there all right good (laughs) i guess you could do that with probably most Macs. i mean all Macs go to 16 technically it goes to 100 in the in your system preferences right i think it's uh, technically percentage based in there if you if you check that, that out but at any rate the the trackpad on this thing is and this is exactly how i put it in my notes ginormous uh, it Jeez. is, if you can picture this, it goes all the way. And okay. I told someone something incorrect, uh, a couple days ago on this, but it goes on the left side, it goes all the way over to the commit edge of the command key. And on the right side, it goes all the way over to the alter option key. And then it takes up almost the entire, uh, wrist uh, palm area there as well. So it is massive and there is no way I have found myself ever using that entire area uh, nor do I ever see myself uh, running into the edge of the thing at any point. So that is awesome. And it is, in addition to that, the um, haptic or taptic feedback on this thing, uh, which, you know, it takes a little bit of getting used to. And similar to the home button on the iPhone, I have uh, since cranked that up all the way to the highest setting because I think that's the most satisfying click. I think uh, that is, I, I don't know. Matt, Matt did you uh, adjust yours at all by chance? That particular setting, the haptic level? I think I'm in the middle. Um, the biggest thing, the nicest thing about the keyboard is you can just click anywhere, uh, the upper left corner or, or wherever, and it gives you the exact same feedback. So that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the size on the 12-inch one is uh, it's about as big as they could make it. So it goes uh, however the from the, the bottom of the actual keys to the actual end, edge of the keyboard, that's the height of it. So it takes up pretty much the entire space. Uh, 
takes from the left side of the space bar to the command key. So it, it looks proportional, but uh, they couldn't make it any taller uh, just physically without making the keyboard smaller or making the, uh, the laptop bigger. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the performance uh, overall, I found um, the GPU or the graphics on this is pretty decent. It's not perfect. It's actually, in fact, not even as good as maybe I was hoping for. Because I was just, you know, uh, because on this particular one, I, I went, you know, balls out and tried to get the the best of the best one here with the highest settings. And at the same time, um, most games run at the highest settings. But for some reason, I, you know, I fired up um, World of Warcraft and it didn't seem to actually run that great on the highest settings for whatever reason. And I part of me wonders, because some of those resolutions seem really high and it made me think, Maybe it's reading like the retina display incorrectly, or I, I don't know. Um, maybe it's supposed to um, read the, you know what I mean? Because it, if it's cut in half, I don't know how that all how that all converts to games. You know, if um, you know Hearthstone, I feel like doesn't take like the retina display into account probably, and it just goes with the half resolution probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not super familiar with that honestly. Um, I, I do understand that on a retina display MacBook that it is twice the resolution essentially, um, of, of what it typically would be. Uh, but yeah, so, so in other words, something like World of Warcraft was reporting like 3000 some pixels by, you know, 2000 or what have you, um, as the top resolution. So that, that seemed to be taking full advantage of that double resolution, you know, most in uh, Mac OS applications were not actually utilizing, or, or I'm sorry, uh, treat that differently in the sense that it is doubling, uh, essentially using the standard resolution and then just uh, having twice the number of pixels actually behind that. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice here. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if either of one of you has a better way of explaining that or not <laughs> the way retina displays work on a MacBook. Um, but I do know that, you know, in a web page, essentially it, uh, if you put, for instance, 300 pixels for an image, uh, it's actually going to, uh, I'm trying, let's see. So it's actually going to be 600 pixels. Essentially. I'm doing a terrible job here, <laughs> but <laughs> Anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, let's see. So, the everything else, everything else on this thing runs awesome. I have not run into any issues with uh, speed. It's been <laughs> it's been great. Um, I mean, there's been there's been issues. There's been bugs and things where it restarts or shuts down by itself. And you know, maybe just going to take a little bit for some of those bugs to get out. But overall, yeah, super speedy. And frankly, when I need to, let's see here. What we got some? Uh... <laughs> let's see, we've got some someone in the chat here again. Uh, same person, in fact. Retina display is a marketing term developed by Apple to refer to devices and monitors that have a resolution and pixel density so high, roughly three hundred or more pixels per inch, that a person is unable to discern the individual pixels at a normal viewing distance. Yes, yes, of course. There's that. Uh, specifically, Define a normal viewing distance. Specifically on a MacBook. Yeah, I don't know, 12 inches from the screen, whatever, something like that. But uh, it's different per device. But the point the point is, is that... No, I know you don't. <laughs> the point is, uh, 
that on on a MacBook specifically, it's like a double resolution thing. It's uh, it it's treated. Actually, it's treated pretty similarly. Anyway, no, we're done with that. We're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I'm not not shushing you or anything, Tony. No, no, um, I know, I know. All right, let's let's move it. on to the touch bar, the thing that everyone's here to to hear about, right? Um, I have been pleasantly surprised overall with this touch bar, and um, you know, at the same time, I maybe don't use it as much as I did initially when I first got the MacBook. But there are a lot of things um, that I'm still kind of finding out about it. And there's certain things that um, I'm still waiting on um, for, for it to come out. But the, let's say the, the first thing that I that I noticed about this touch bar is that um, in Safari, a few different things, you can navigate and add new tabs with it, which I thought was kind of cool. And then just even uh, certain web pages um, that you have, have videos on them, such as your Facebook uh, newsfeed, you can scr- use a scrubber on there and then a play pause button for videos as well. Um, and in addition to that, you have search back and next buttons. So that's all kind of cool to work with Safari. Unfortunately, this does not work with Chrome at this time. And I'm not sure if they will develop anything with it at some point or not. I have a feeling it's not on their top priority list, but kind of hoping for that. Uh, another one that I thought was kind of cool is uh, dialog box uh, buttons. So, for instance, if you go to empty your trash, you'll get those two cancel or empty trash buttons directly on your um, touch bar there, which I kind of like. Just, I don't know, just makes it slightly easier potentially there. Um, in the finder, you've got a few options in there, like view, preview, share, and tag options. QuickTime is kind of neat because occasionally I do um, screen recordings and there's some options in there, like on the touch bar itself, a uh, record and stop button and then a full screen or selection of certain part of the screen options for that on there, which to me is really nice because if you, if you, if you go into full screen mode with a certain application, it's just easier to then go over to that particular app and be able to to hit the pause, uh, record and stop buttons from your touch bar because that's that stays on at all times, um, which I like. I I don't know. That just makes it a lot easier for me. And then there's also a microphone mute button on there as well. Uh, GarageBand has all kinds of different settings in there, just different levels and things along those lines. Um, if you're into that kind of stuff, you can adjust those settings more so on the fly, which is kind of neat. And then your standard keys, um, escape brightness, volume, mute are mostly, mostly, uh, omnipresent or, you know, they're at all times and all other, all of your other standard keys can be revealed. There's a little left arrow button, um, that'll pop those up as well. Uh, I will say the escape key is just a little bit difficult at times, um, which most people probably would guess. Um, you kind of got to need to develop some muscle memory with that a little bit, which most people probably do already. But I do feel like it's, its placement is maybe slightly different than because it's for whatever reason, they stick it between the tilde and uh, one keys rather than directly above the tilde. Is that how you pronounce that? Tilde, tilde. Um, so that's that. Um, yeah. And and uh, something I did notice with like the brightness 
your standard brightness, um, it at first it seems like you have to tap on it, and then you get a slider that pops up. But I did realize recently that you can technically, as soon as you tap down on the brightness or volume, you can keep your finger down and and continue to slide to adjust those those sliders that pop up on it. And uh, let's see, and some of these are actually programmable. Uh, within your system preferences, you can adjust this to what the default is, you know, so you can get the function keys. Right now, if you hit the function key in the lower left, that's going to pop up. Um, your, that's going to basically do the same thing as if you hit that arrow key. It's going to bring up your entire list with the, you know, play, pause, back and forth, and your individual uh, brightness and volume settings on there as well. And so then Siri, which is kind of cool. Um, there's a button right there in the upper right, uh, that you get. Um, I honestly haven't used too much. Um, it does require an internet connection. So if you don't have one of those, you know, you're not going to be able to get much use out of it. Um, it is also right by the power button, which is directly to the right. That is all the way on the right side. And I, I almost wonder, you know, that's interesting. Just now realize that if you hit, if you tap just to the left of the escape key, it actually does process. It does, uh, also work hitting escape there as well. But it does, now that I'm looking at it, it almost looks like they meant to do this for symmetry purposes because the power button is just about as wide as that space to the left of the escape key. But um, yeah, if you, it seems like if you accidentally tap the power button, it doesn't actually do anything. So that's good. Uh, I'm not going to accidentally turn off the computer or anything. All right. In addition to that being a power button, though, it is also a fingerprint scanner, uh, which I found worked works really well to log into your computer. And uh, this still, it, it also works. Uh, initially, it didn't right out the gate, but it didn't take um, one password very long to be able to uh, allow for that application to use the fingerprint scanner. And I like that a lot on here makes it a lot easier to get into your one password, uh, you know, similar to how you use it on the phone. If anybody uses that app, uh, I've yet to use Apple pay with it though. And I think, yeah, pretty sure I haven't done that at least on the laptop yet. Um, I maybe, you know, I've used it through with a fingerprint scanner on my phone before in the, the Apple store app. But, um, the, the thing I'm, I am, I've yet to figure out is, how because there's no eject button you know and there hasn't been one for, for one for a while and maybe tony would know the answer to this but um i used to be able to do uh control alt command and then the eject button to be able to turn my computer off and oh wow since there's no eject button i can't use that command anymore and 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 mm-hmm. pressing the power button doesn't seem to do that either so so i that guess that would turn it off completely it wouldn't just put it to sleep no that would be a full shut off and i know command alt uh, eject used to put it to sleep. Um, so I don't know if there's an equivalent equivalent command for that at this point, but, um, yeah, uh, in a, for now, I guess I'd have to, uh, go to the Apple command for that, but I don't, honestly, I don't shut it off too often anyway. And I, you know, just close it, close the lid when I'm ready to put it to sleep regardless in most cases. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe I don't have as much of a use case for it as I, uh, I had thought, but 
So the, let's see, emoji, uh, that is something that I have not really used. Uh, I've tried it. I've seen it. I've gone through the different emojis. Um, I don't find myself texting a lot on here. And a big part of the reason for that is because the uh, messages app doesn't seem to sync up very well with your, uh, with <laughs> try holding the power button down right now. Uh, I have done that, and I did that. Uh, I think I just did that over at Tony's, and it does it does shut the computer down. So uh, we know that much. But it is a sudden. It is a a hard boot and not a uh, or hard shutdown, not a uh, cold one. So much poop emoji is the best, of course. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so I've scrolled through them, and and so what I was saying about the messages app is that it it doesn't seem to sync up very well with your phone uh, SMS for whatever reason. And I don't know if that's a restriction because of, you know, only being uh, with iMessage that you're able to sort of sync those up or I don't know exactly. Ideally, I would love it if I just had them sync between one and the other. And maybe if one of you guys uh, has a better idea of how to do that, you could <laughs> let me know or someone can write in and tell me. Because right now I'm I'm not using it a lot for that reason. Otherwise, I I might be using the uh, emoji on the touch bar a little more possibly. So many other apps, Apple apps, seem to work well. You know, every, it seems like just about every Apple uh, app on here on the MacBook seems to have some integration with the touch bar, which is cool. Um, I think Maps being one of them. Uh, I, or what's the photo tournament? Like the, like the photos app lets you, it, it gives you a little, uh, you can scroll through your photos, you know, and then, um, I'm trying to remember what, remember offhand what, it doesn't take long for me to bring it up here. The maps app does, uh, it gives you, okay. It gives you little, uh, buttons for certain locations, nearby locations and things like that. Location services is a button for that. So that's kind of cool. Although I got to say, I don't know if I use uh, the Maps app on my laptop very often at the same time. Uh, so at any rate, I think that's my uh, phrase of the of the show here. I've been saying that one a lot. Uh, Third-party apps are, they, they do have some of those. Um, for instance, they have a Pac-Man <laughs> right out the gate. You can play Pac-Man if you download it. Which is just silly. It's just for fun because it's just one strip that he goes on, and that's it. Um, so kind of lame at the same time. But there's also a keyboard, like a musical keyboard app you can download, and uh, that was one that I was actually concerned that would be kind of cool. And and part of me was hoping that they'd be able to do a um, a, a touch or a pressure sensitive version of the Touch Bar, but you know they're not going to release that for right out the gate, obviously. But um, that's okay, because this, you know, I was actually pleasantly surprised that they were already doing third-party apps for this. Um, so good on them, and and I would imagine uh, you're going to start seeing more of that in the future. And in the future, I hope that there's going to be uh, you're going to start seeing more customizability with it. Um, one of the things I'm waiting for still is the Adobe or the Creative Cloud suite uh, being able to have more of that. And I know they they actually announced that they were going to get a lot of this. And part of me thought that was supposed to happen in December. So maybe I'm mistaken here and they have released it. And I just, maybe I, I don't know if I don't have it updated to that at this point, or I'm just going to quick check. You know what? It looks like it is updated in Photoshop now. So that's cool. Ooh. Looking forward to that. Actually, I'm, live demo here real quick. Not that you guys can see this. I could share the screen. Hmm. 
but <laughs> I just want to quick check here on the, uh, I know one of the things I was excited about was like the brush size. Yeah, there's different settings here. It's kind of cool. Like brush sizes and I think there's a color picker or something like that. Oh, I'll have to play around with this a little bit, but that's pretty exciting. So apparently the Adobe apps are updated now for the touch bar. And uh, yeah, I'm going to give this thing a five out of five. Of course, as Tony or one of them put that in there. Yes, because they really <laughs> five yeah. out of five. Uh, you know, or as close to five out of five as I can get, really. There's going to be problems with everything, but, uh, you know, 4.99 repeating, of course. Oh, wait, that's, I don't know. Well, Matt says that's not, that's not equivalent. So I guess that's, that's not equivalent to five in Matt's. Wait, what? 4.9 repeating. <laughs> Matt, what are you giving yours? I don't think we should get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're uh, giving apparently it... I'm giving it a four out of five. I think Tony <laughs> wrote this down, but uh, I go along with it. <laughs> and Tony's I'm giving. Not, wait, 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 you're a little bit more skeptical than I am. You can go like two or whatever. I mean, well, the great laptops. Yeah, I think just a touch bar. I think would be great on a device where someone who's unfamiliar with a computer could actually see options as they appear, as they make sense, versus memorizing keyboard shortcuts. So I think it makes sense on a non-pro device. I think it would be very helpful for something like my parents where they, they don't know all the, all the options and just having those pop up. But for someone who's trying to, uh, if it's your job to do use these apps, I think you should learn the keyboard shortcuts, in which case I think having a, another physical row of keys helps out quite a bit. So I, I think that's my biggest reservation right now is with the touch bar. I don't, I'm not really excited to use it. I, I, I don't think I want one of those on my laptop, but uh, you know, I'll I'll take that um, comment. Nice. I'll take, take that comment. And I'll raise you. I don't feel like I. There were very few and far between of the function keys that I was even using as a professional, and maybe that's different. As a maybe you program some of those a little more or something, or I don't know. But I found like the F eleven, F twelve was yeah, maybe it about. Depends on what programs you can use. Um, there's definitely different ways to map them if you want to. Otherwise than just using uh, brightness. And uh, I do actually find myself using, uh, there's, there's a couple of them, uh, Escape, and then the one that brings up all your, your apps. I like that one a lot. And then sure. play, pause, uh, that kind of stuff. All right. Some of those are, are, are pretty nice. And Tony, you're giving it a what? <laughs> uh, which like one? Tony Mine? says five out of five <laughs> for his MacBook Pro 2012 model, with first with Retina. Mage safe <laughs> is all that. They went backwards when removing it. <laughs> yeah, he's referring to the mags, MagSafe. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say anything because apparently you guys don't have pets that smack over your, your cords a lot um, <laughs> or don't necessarily care about it. But I guess if Shane, I, you don't have anyone that's probably tripping over yours, so you're probably fine. You kind of use your desktop or your laptop, what I'm guessing how you're using it now, as more of a desktop, so you have a lot plugged in. Matt, you don't have anything plugged in, so that's kind of why I'm seeing you probably don't mind this too much. Oh, there's um, proof that... So that's kind of how I'm seeing, <laughs> at least based off of what you guys are saying and how you're using it. And everyone's different, so that's fine. But, um, I mean, they had, you know, when that first came out, I thought that was, nobody else was doing that. And I don't think anyone else has done it since then. And then to get rid of it, I know USB-C is the big thing, you know, so we've got to, you know, kind of cater to that and jump on that bandwagon. But um, I, I, I hate seeing how something like that, which works so well every time, and I got to say, it's a couple times a month where it just breaks free because of Sammy's tail. Um, and it's just like, how many times, you know, how many, what would have happened if I had a, you know, USB-C or even a 
traditional like Dell cord on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's my, I suppose, little rant on that. But I know the future is here and now, and um, you know, maybe that's just old Tony talking. Like, but I just thought old that was Tony. that's that was such a great, uh, you know, port on just how it would just snap off so easily. All right, that's well, special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also with uh, Matt, I, I kind of like you know his. I've seen both of your MacBook Pros, and they both look great. Um, but um, you were kind of saying how you, you didn't see how future proof it was going to be or how it could be. And I guess that kind of made me think, oh, I don't know. So you see yourself maybe upgrading this in a couple of years at the very latest? Or um, you're talking about Matt? Your, yeah, for Matt. On, yeah, on I think that that's probably one of the reasons I wouldn't want to give it five out of five. It, yeah. It's pretty pricey. Uh, it is a bunch of tech packed into a small laptop, but incredibly future proof depending on uh yeah. how how apple takes their operating system they, sure they've been pretty good about making them continue to be performant uh, but you never know sure that's true yeah i like something that's future proof I, I suppose with that price point too you probably want something that you know is an absolute right away too but um it does offer a lot as well so all right well but yeah good good points both yeah yeah, yeah. thanks tony thanks matt sure. Well, we got one more ad here for you, so let's go ahead and play that. Hi there. This is Brett Stewart from Geek Cinema Society. Are you a film lover? Do you consider yourself a connoisseur of the silver screen? Well, Geek Cinema Society is a weekly roundtable program where each episode we touch on a film considered pivotal to geek culture. From Blade Runner to The Goonies to Mad Max, we dig into it all. Plus, our guest each week hasn't seen that week's film until the episode. Join me and my co-hosts, Nicole Davis and David Luzader, on a spectacularly fun journey that hits your podcast feed every Sunday. Available on Blazing Caribou Studios. All right. Thanks, Brett, for that one. And I've been on uh, a couple of his shows, actually. Uh, Geek Cinema Society being one of them, and the other one was the Jukebox Roundtable, which was a lot of fun. That's a music one. Yeah. Which movie did you watch? Uh, actually, yeah, no, that's a good point. I haven't probably talked to you guys about it, but it was uh, Willow <laughs> that I never saw. And, and and I talk about on that show how, Matt, you were the first one I ever heard about that show from, uh, thanks to episode one uh, <laughs> and him uh, work, Davis being in that movie uh, as a cameo. And you're the first one to mention to me, oh, that's Willow. And I'm like, who is Willow? So ever since then, I've wanted to watch that. <laughs> so I finally got around to it. And that movie, it drags on. But I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> All right. Well, I have one new bumper here that uh, finally, finally, after all these years, put together one. And here it is. Feedback. That's right. It's feedback. And we have we have very little bit of feedback here. Actually, uh, I'm starting with the, the smaller amount of feedback. <laughs> but oh, hey little Twitter poll and didn't get a whole lot of responses, but we got a little bit here. (laughs) So I asked a uh, poll out on Twitter. What tech are you most excited for? Uh, VR smartwatches, solar tiles or self-driving cars, because you can only really do four items in that simple uh, Twitter poll and the whole two, (laughs) well, let's say hundred percent of votes went to self-driving cars that people are excited about. And that was uh, two whole votes (laughs) out there, but, Something, huh? Huh? What do you guys think, huh? Was it you two? If I would have saw it, I would have voted. <laughs> yeah. 
Matt, My bad. You, Matt, you don't use Twitter, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm guessing Matt wasn't one of those. Are, were you, Matt? No. Uh, I do agree with that self-driving cars, though, so I would have probably voted for that as well. I'm looking yeah, for a self-driving I would have done car. That too. Nice. Okay, well, and then we have an email here from a listener, and it reads, Hello, techies. Has anyone ever used Splitwise or heard anything about it? Anything I should consider before making an account? My sister has invited me to an upcoming family trip we are planning. It's a site where you create an account and then settle splitting bills, etc. And she left the website here, www.splitwise.com slash terms. Well, that's the terms and conditions, I think. But And then she ended it with thoughts. Thank you. You're happy listener. And then she didn't put this, but I think we can say her first name at least, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's Kay. She's called <laughs> in before or wrote in before. Um, but yeah, so I have downloaded this now. And um, now... I thought I had created an account, but Tony, you seem to think you didn't need to create an account. Did you, were you able to? No, I did. I created one. Okay. So yeah. It was kind of easy. I lent one password to the rest. Right. One password has actually simplified that process quite a bit. I got to say, and I did go ahead and create an account as well. And Mm -hmm. I honestly, so I I do feel like this is not something we can go super in depth on the show. Maybe if we, um, if we want to go more in depth with it, it'd be a good XP boost or something. Um, because, you know, I put in some things in here, you know, you can just kind of run this down real quick. You can add friends to it. You can add, uh, different groups and list your activity and then, um, has some other additional settings in there. But, um, you know, from the, let's see, from the groups you've got, uh, I'm sorry, groups and the friends you have a section of, uh, you owe, you are owed and a total balance in there. So some different things. One thing that I was hoping to kind of try with it um, is on some trips that, you know, Tony, Matt, and myself might go on together. Um, So I added a couple of those in there. Maybe we can try some of that um, for some of those upcoming trips. I think I'll be going to Florida again with uh, Nerdtacular at some point. Um, So I don't know. Maybe we won't be necessarily owing each other a lot of money along the way, but some of these future trips might be a good time for me to actually try some of this stuff out. It seems cool. It seems like a way, essentially, of being able to uh, split up those uh, or who owes what. Figure figure all that out more long term. Um, track some of that uh, information. So it's not. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's different from something like say what your guys you need a budget. It's not. It's kind of like a budgeting tool, but it's a different. It's like a budgeting tool between friends right more or less it sounds like so um yeah kind of like dividing up yeah yeah stuff like that just for tracking yeah kind of a cool little thing it sounds like it's hey i paid for the hotel you paid for uh dinner one night and then somebody else maybe bought you know uh food for the morning and then you'd enter all that information and would say okay you owe this person you know five dollars he owes you ten or you know uh, splitting up that way i think that's what it's what it's for right and, uh, and I did sign up as well for an account to spin around it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I <laughs> it's one of those things oh. where we don't have, <laughs> we don't have a lot of expense. And, and, and honestly, like I said, um, we can give it a little more of a thorough and, and, and I know you might be looking for more of an answer at this point. And, and, but to answer your actual questions in this email, uh, 
we haven't hadn't I hadn't heard about it prior to this and is there anything to consider I don't think there's anything to worry about when creating an account I, I'd say go ahead and do it if you haven't already there's nothing uh, you know we, we all went ahead and did it um, as long as you're using a secure password um, of some kind I, I don't see an issue with that you're not from what everything I can see here you're not putting in like bank account information or anything like that credit card numbers so um, really no issues with that I'd say uh, go ahead and do that and uh, maybe you know we'll try to report back here once we've played around with it a little more probably on some trips in the future and uh, you know or if any other sort of uh, uh, types of things like this come along but uh, thank you for the for letting us know about this I think this is Definitely something that I'd like to use in the future. So we appreciate it, Kay. We appreciate you listening. And uh, hope you continue to do so. (laughs) So, uh, But if you would like to write in as well, you can let us know. uh, If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, all that fun stuff, our email is techiespodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Twitter at techiespodcast. And you can watch or listen to us at... Uh, what does this say? We'll read Techies Podcast iTunes ratings. <laughs> Is that what I put here? <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't have any of those right now. But you, I swear I didn't write that that way. But <laughs> at any rate, uh, iTunes uh is where you can leave us some ratings. That would be lovely if you could do so. We would appreciate that. Uh, our website is niceguynetwork.com slash techies. You can find us on Alpha Geek Radio and Stitcher, and we record Sundays at 6, 7 Central on our YouTube channel. I've also uh, added, finally added our YouTube information to the website, um, to the whole website at NiceGuyNetwork.com, so check us out there. You can find our hosts at, Tony is at Why Not Big T, Matt is at Hulock, and I am at Shave Mad Ox. I think that'll about do it. You can find more shows at NiceGuyNetwork.com. That is our show. Thank you all very, very much for listening. Thanks to uh, Matt in the chat for tuning in tonight. Much appreciated. And until next time, take her easy. game.